0: This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. And now your host, he wonders what your favorite episode of the podcast has been. He's my dad, Brandon Burton. Hello Chamber Champions, I am Brandon Burton, your host of Chamber Chat Podcast, and it is my goal to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your Chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor for this episode is Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions. Is your Chamber struggling to drive the revenue it needs to support your initiatives? It's a common problem, and one that our new title sponsor, Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions, knows a lot about. Doug and Bill Holman aren't just sales consultants, they're real life chamber guys with 20 plus years of chamber leadership experience. They know how to diagnose and solve member recruiting issues faster and better than anyone else, and they're ready to put that knowledge to work for you and your chamber. Call the Holman Brothers today at 619-852-1391 or check them out at holmanbros.com. That's H-O-L-M-A-N-B-R-O-S dot com. I decided to do something a little different for this week's episode, and in the past I've I've done a couple book reviews where I kind of summarized books. Um, I've, I've shared a couple thoughts of my own in the past, but most of the episodes that I do, as you know, is I interview other chamber professionals and get some of their insight and expertise on different topics. But for this episode, I'm playing a a recording that I did with the Nebraska Chamber of Commerce Executives Group on a a presentation that I presented to them a a couple months ago around podcasting and the hows and whys and uh, all the reasons, I guess, why a chamber should consider podcasting. So I Want to put a shout out, a thank you to Justice Roden for inviting me to present to the Nebraska Chamber Executive Group and for that opportunity. But for this episode, I'll just be playing the the recording. Granted, when I did the, the presentation live, it was over Zoom. So I had a slide deck and everything on PowerPoint. I don't think you need to see the visuals to get the the concept and the overall ideas about why a chamber should consider podcasting. So I'm just, I'm going to play the recording. You're also welcome to visit the show notes page, which uh, will be listed at the end of this episode and have any links to anything that I mentioned. So with no further ado, we will get into the recording as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round, affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom eat, shop, play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com/chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings; they provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar, partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a Small Business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamber chat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. My focus on this uh, presentation today is going to be around chamber podcasting. And I'm curious how many of you on the call, um, have a podcast for your chamber. I just, I'd like to see how big the choir is that I'm preaching to. I see justice. If if there's others, maybe even just, you know, put it in the chat and I'd love to know the name of your podcast so I could check it out afterwards. Um, but Often as I come across somebody who isn't familiar with podcasts, I don't really come across that anymore, but about three years ago when I was kicking around the idea of starting a podcast, I had several people ask me what a podcast is. And the easiest way that I found to explain that was to think of a a streaming platform kind of like Netflix, but for audio. So, radio type of content in a streaming platform you could take with you anywhere. So, a lot of ways I think it's better than a a Netflix platform because you can participate in a a podcast while you're doing lots of different things. But I'm going to uh, try to share my screen and see if this will work to. uh, Hopefully, you guys can all see that. So in this uh, presentation today, I'll be covering some of the stats, the reasons for having a podcast, the data, the ROI, and even a free resource as we get along in this. But as we start off, I don't know how many of you, let's see, I'm not getting my slides to change. Here we go. Um, I don't know how many of you have read Casey Steinbacher's new book, From Relevant to Essential, It's a a quick read, fantastic book, but in it, one of the main points that she makes is how Chambers need to accept their role as an influencer in their community. And she tells the story of the 16-year-old girl who sits in her bedroom with a laptop, a cell phone, and a camera, and makes a million dollars a year as a social media influencer, telling other young women how to apply makeup and what clothes to wear. And Casey kind of correlates this to Chambers being influencers and pointing out the fact that Chambers need to figure out how to monetize their influence in their communities. So um, in this example, this teenage girl, her platform was social media, whereas um, a Chamber, you can have a lot of different platforms, but I'd like to explore podcasting as a platform for you. You may not realize it, but I will be presenting today with Casey Steinbacher as I share some of the uh, quotes from her new book, because she's just full of great value. So some of the quotes, just to get us started, she says, in just about every leadership book ever written, the ability to influence is valued as a key trait of great leaders. Chambers have been slow to understand both the value of influencers and the role of content. And lastly, if the mission is prosperous communities and the key strategy is transformational influence, then the core tactic for successful execution of that strategy is constant, high quality, diverse, community-nuanced, widely distributed content. So with that, let's get into some of the stats with podcasting. So 75% of the U.S. population is familiar with the term podcasting. Half of U.S. households are podcast fans. 16 million people in the U.S. are avid podcast fans. I think I would fall into that category as I subscribe to several different podcasts. But I find the age of the podcast listeners interesting. So a lot of those listeners fall into those age demographics of like the millennials and Gen Xers. So as you try to think of content and staying relevant to those upcoming generations, um, a podcast could be a very effective way to do that. And some of these other stats just cover like income levels and education and so forth for podcast listeners, which could come in handy when you go about getting sponsorships for a podcast. But listener habits... So some of these stats are are pretty intriguing. So 90% of podcasts are listened to while at home. 64% of podcast listeners listen while driving. The big stat that stands out to me is this 93% listen to all or most of each episode, which is huge. If you think of your engagement on your social media platforms or your email content um, opens of your, your emails... Um, to have 93% of your listeners listen to all or most of your content is outstanding. And then 65% of podcast listeners have been listening for less than three years. So this is a newer medium that people are adopting and, and uh, kind of jumping onto. And then the most popular genres for podcasts are comedy, education, and news. I'm not sure where a chamber falls in necessarily as far as a genre goes, but I think definitely could, could fall under education and news as you talk about what's going on in your community and, and keeping your community up to date. But hopefully you can be engaging and maybe, maybe you can mix some comedy into your podcast as well. But I'm going to run down just real quickly 10 reasons why you should maybe consider having a podcast for your chamber. So one would be to engage your members and your community at large, to spread the mission and purpose of your chamber, to promote and share your advocacy efforts, to showcase your business community, to introduce your audience to their chamber leaders. I know a lot of times chamber leaders may may kind of seem untouchable. You can't get time in front of them, but maybe being on a podcast can help connect with your community. Um, to encourage discussions for good in your community, to introduce a new source of non-dues revenue, to leverage existing programs and events that your chamber's already doing, to introduce a new offering to your tiered dues model, and to be a resource for educating your membership. So let's talk about engagement. I like to Use this example of this yellow highlighter exercise. So if you were to print out a, a list of all of your chamber members and go through with the yellow highlighter to mark up the list, and anybody who has any level of engagement with your chamber, whether it's um, you know, they attend all the luncheons and networking events, or they're a sponsor of some program, maybe they are a frequent commenter on your social media posts, whatever engagement, if you just mark up that list and then. Figure out what percentage of your membership does not engage on a regular basis. Now, Casey's quote on this slide here says that a few, a select few will engage in active leadership and support of the chamber, but most are too busy and appropriately focused on growing their own businesses to have more than a transactional interest with the chamber. And this is where I see podcasting fitting in because I call a podcast as a net activity. It requires no extra time to listen. You can listen while you walk the dog, while you drive the car, while you fold the laundry, whatever you're doing. Maybe not while you're engaging with your members, but um, anything outside, you can, you can be listening to a podcast at the same time. You can also hold different contests to engage your membership, and and maybe the winner of a contest can have a business spotlight or an interview on your podcast. And next, podcasts can be used to connect with your community. And Casey's quote here says that chambers need a much larger platform and audience than it currently has. It needs to talk more frequently to the larger community and not just limit its conversations to the business community. And for that matter, primarily just its members. So I like the idea of having a a name for your podcast that is inclusive of the entire community. I used a couple examples here on this slide um, of chambers that I found that that have podcasts that, that reflect that their names of their podcast kind of reflect their greater community. So the first one is it's happening in the Haven. So this is the winter Haven, Florida chamber and nowhere on this um, cover artwork. Do you see the name of their chamber, but you do see a guitar, you see, you know, fun and activities and events so if I'm a resident of Winter Haven, Florida, I want to listen to this podcast to know what's going on in my community. So I think that's a, a great job that they're doing there. The second example that I have on here is the St. Paul Area Chamber of Commerce. Their podcast is called Bee's Table Talk. So their president and CEO is B Kyle. So uh, I recently had B interviewed for my podcast and she explained the name of their podcast to me, which I thought was interesting. She said, if you can imagine when you're at Thanksgiving dinner and your nephew brings his new girlfriend to Thanksgiving, um, everybody you know in the family, they all kind of scooch and they make room at the table for the newcomer. And she said that's the goal for their podcast and their community is to scooch and and bring you know, newcomers to the table. So everybody has a voice and a, an ability to, uh, to talk there. So I thought that name was, was fantastic. It takes a little bit of explaining, but once you get it, it really resonates. Um, but your podcast can be an entertaining way for your community to be in the loop while also learning things, a few new things at the same time. And you can introduce your, uh, your audience to new businesses in your community as well. So we've all heard that Chambers need to be storytellers. What, a, what better platform is there for telling stories than a podcast? So you can interview your members and entrepreneurs to learn how and why they started their business. You can have valued members come on your podcast to tell the story of how the Chamber has been there to serve them and help them through maybe a difficult time. You can have fun with things like National donut day. There's a day for everything. So you can have in this example, maybe a local bakery or donut shop, come on the podcast and and just have some fun with it to engage your, your greater community. You can use your platform to tell about your advocacy efforts, you know, let your community know what you're doing on their behalf and show your diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts by interviewing all segments of your community. So the the Casey quote here is that chambers need to understand how to engage and activate more voices in that larger platform, their bigger audience, help them feel welcome to the conversation and that their voices matter. Um, Let's see. So create valuable content. So, I love this. The quote that Casey has here says your meaningful content provides an incentive for your audience to share their influence with their network on your behalf, which is we've all heard of things going viral on social media and so forth. So if you create good, valuable content, then your audience will create the legs for that to, to get out deeper into your community. But you can take some trainings and programs you already have at your chamber and maybe repurpose those into a podcast episode or vice versa. You might have a good podcast episode that you can repurpose in other ways. You can provide some how-to lessons to give your listeners a quick win. So for example, maybe you start off each episode with some type of a social media tip that they can pull up their phone because their chances are they're already listening on their phone. And they can pull it up and, and do whatever tip you're telling them on social media and, and have that quick win to have them coming back for more. And I love this point here is that you can create an immense amount of goodwill by shining light on a certain business or even a potential community partner by having them on the podcast and learning more about them, sharing their story in your community. That, that goodwill is kind of immeasurable. And next, we'll uh, we'll talk about non dues revenue. We all want to see, you know, what what can a podcast do for your chamber, right? So as we get in this conversation of non dues revenue, I like to think of there's also non non monetizing monetization and qualitative objectives such as re-engaging members who haven't been participating for some time, but maybe they hear your podcast and say, I didn't realize that the chamber does X, Y, Z, whatever it may be. But as far as non dues revenue go, you can leverage your podcast for existing programs and events by promoting them on your podcast to increase attendance and or sales. You can teach business owners how to podcast. You can rent out your podcast studio or equipment. And, of course, there's sponsorship and advertising as well. And the, the Casey quote around revenue is, um, is you create content and use it effectively to monetize your influence in your community. The, some advertising stats around podcasting. Hopefully this, uh, this resonates with you. But 81% of podcast listeners pay attention to podcast ads. As you compare that to other media, 63% say they ignore TV commercials, 66% ignore digital ads, 61% ignore billboards, and 59% ignore radio commercials. But 60% of podcast listeners have bought something from a podcast. And even stretch that out a little more, 72% of, of people who've listened to a podcast for four or more years have made a purchase. And Casey says that consistent, high quality and engaging content influences audience decision making more than any other technique. And again, that goes back to being an influencer and being able to talk about these brands that you might have as a sponsor and and things like that to to really get people to make that decision to, to make a purchase. Now, I recently conducted a chamber podcasting survey. I looked up as many chambers as I could find that had a podcast. There's not a whole lot right at the moment. It, again, it is a newer, uh, newer platform. But of those that I that I got survey responses back from, about half of those surveyed said that their target audience for their podcast is their community at large, and then the other half was kind of split up between being directed directly towards members and the other towards the general business community. 80% of the chambers surveyed have had their podcasts for less than two years. And that, I saw a, a big uptick with chambers through the COVID shutdowns, where they were trying to find a way to stay engaged with their membership. And a lot of chambers did pivot to podcasting to stay connected, continue providing valuable content to, uh, to help their their businesses through that, that crazy time, um, time spent. So of those surveyed 68% of the chambers that have a podcast spend between one to three hours a week on their podcast. So it's not terribly labor intensive, um, chambers of every size are, are in the podcasting game now. So the excuse of I'm just a, a one person show at my chamber, I'm too small. It's not true. Um, chambers of every size are in this and, and succeeding at it as well. And then the format of podcasts it's 82% of chambers surveyed said that they do an interview based podcast. And all the rest had a combination of either sharing information or repurposing chamber programs and having interviews. So, in the end, 100% of the chambers surveyed have some type of an interview-based podcast, which helps on creating the content. So it's not on you as a chamber to create the content for each episode. Now, the monthly expenses. um, I'm curious what what you guys would think monthly expenses would be for a podcast. Um, With this survey, 65% of the chambers surveyed spend less than $20 a month on their podcast. So it's not very time labor intensive, again, one to three hours. And for most chambers, less than $20 a month. And then the monetization side of it, uh, not a whole lot of chambers have figured out or applied monetization to their podcast yet. Only about 17% have. About 35% say they would like to, and about half of the chambers surveyed said that they don't monetize their podcast. So whether that's a choice or they just haven't gone down that road yet, um, I'm not sure. I, I need to dig in deeper to that answer. But of those that are monetizing their podcast, they're seeing between five to $10,000 a year of income generated from their podcast. And I imagine that number will will only increase the more the podcasting becomes popular. Popular, I can't say that word becomes more popular. Um, but uh, I, I do have a, a free gift or resource for you guys. So during the the beginning stages of the the shutdowns with COVID, I was thinking. So I was about a year into my podcast at that point. And I was thinking of all the chambers that I work with and how are they going to stay in contact with their members and, and help you know, get information out there. So I put together a free chamber podcasting guide. It's a downloadable PDF that goes over the software to be used for podcasting, the hosting platforms, the uh, equipment and resources for all of that as well as an outline to kind of structure your first 10 episodes. So if you would like to check it out, you can access that link there, chamberchatpodcast.com slash pivot. There's some other things on that page, but you can look for that cover of the chamber podcasting guide to, uh, to request, request your free copy. And of course, I would love to connect with, with any of you that are on this call. Um, my contact information is there, my email, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And of course, I would love it for you guys to subscribe to my podcast. So if you wanted to check out your, your podcast app on your phone and search for Chamber Chat Podcast, hit subscribe, and you'll get a new episode each week in your, uh, your podcast app. But with that, we can open it up for questions. Brandon, that was, that was fantastic. I feel like you just literally gave us a playbook here in Seward County. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, I, am, I am curious, for those that have smaller chambers, I mean, ha- maybe give a couple of um, like easy ways, way- easy ways to get started. Because I think I was probably even overwhelmed with the concept until we had an awesome summer intern that put some of this stuff together for us. Sure. Um, to, to but do you have like a like a one hundred and one? Like people don't even know what equipment to get or any of that stuff. Can you can you kind of briefly walk through some tips and tricks there? Yeah, absolutely. And I just shared the my slides as well in the chat. So if anybody wants to access that, um, there is some hot links on there for for some of the things that I I covered. But um, I know a lot of chambers got into really upping up upping their social media game especially through covid um doing live videos and things of that nature some you know invested in doing youtube videos and they invested in, in some equipment you know cameras and microphones and so forth and a lot of the equipment that you may already have around your office could work for doing a podcast um i'm i mean it, it, the sound quality is important but you can get a, I mean, even the microphone I'm using here I, this was like a hundred dollars for the microphone and the arm and everything. And it, it works great. Um, and I actually have a link to this microphone in the, the chamber podcasting guide. So, um, the equipment, so there's, there are some, uh, some hosting platforms. There's one that's called anchor. That's a, a free podcast hosting platform which means that's where you would upload your mp3 for each episode and then it sends it out to all the different podcast directories to be downloaded um anchor is a it is a free um, podcast hosting platform and i've seen a lot of chambers utilize anchor because it is free so it fits the budget really well um (laughs) the other ones that that i know are good i use libsyn is my hosting platform And another good one that I've, I've heard a lot of good things about is Buzzsprout. So both Libsyn and Buzzsprout are a pay for hosting platform. Libsyn, I spend, I think $15 a month to host. But when I was personally trying to decide what hosting platform to use, figure a lot of times on the free platforms, you kind of get what you pay for. Although you get a lot with the anchor platform. So my son 15 years old, he's, he started a podcast and he uses anchor like, man, you've got some good resources on there. Um, but I, I get a little bit leery on the, the free platforms just because at any time that's that model can change. And oftentimes you're giving away your rights to your content as well when it's a free platform. So as long as I'm paying for it, 15 bucks a month, I know it's mine. I've got full control over it. Um, for me, it was worth that investment. So if you're looking to, to pay, I think Lipson, like for a decent package is about $15 a month. I think Buzzsprout's around 20 So, Hey, Brandon, I have a question about like editing because um, we have our podcast and it we sit down with our members for about an hour and go through an hour of content. Um, and kind of edit down all of those ums, ahs, or anything that like sounds weird. Cause like I yeah. used to it. Um, and I probably spend three hours editing one podcast. Um, I just was curious how long it takes you. Yeah. or Stop any- it. No, <laughs> <laughs> No, so what I do, I record the majority of my interviews over Zoom because I used to use Skype a lot. And through the pandemic, everybody became familiar with Zoom overnight. And I thought nobody uses Skype anymore, but people understand how Zoom works. I record on Zoom and then I edit in a program called Audacity, which is it's a free editing platform that's pretty user friendly once you get the hang of it. Um, As far as the editing of it goes, I tell my guests right up front, I say, I try to keep this raw. We, we keep it real. Uh, I don't go through and edit out all the the ums and ands. And I mean, sometimes there, there's a reason to. I try to make sure that at least the introduction of the podcast is clean. But once we get into the meat of it, I just keep it raw and just just keep it going. You figure if it was video, you're not going to go through and cut out all the ands and ums because it's chopping up the video too. So just just keep it real. Just get the sound quality right so it's not too loud and and too, too quiet. What would you recommend is the best target length of a podcast session? Yeah, that's a great question. So one of the things I encourage anyone to do who is creating a podcast is, you know, they say create your avatar. Think about who your target audience is and when is that prime time that they would be listening. So it it may be some guessing on the front end as to who that audience is until you can get some feedback, but try to think about when that prime time is, if it's on their drive to or from work, how long is their commute? Is it five or 10 minutes? Um, if they're going to be listening when they're out walking the dog, maybe 20, 30 minutes. Um, I think beyond, 30, 35 minutes, it kind of gets intimidating. You know, I, I know myself, I have some podcasts that I love. I mean, the content is great, but every now and then I see an hour and 45 minute episode and I just don't have the time for that. And then it gets chopped up over several days of listening and I'd rather get it all in one or two sittings. So I would say try to target for sure under the 30, 35 minute mark, but it may be quite a bit shorter than that too. Okay, hey, uh, because I am a fan of your podcast. Uh, what is your personal favorite or most memorable? Oh, man. Most favorite or most most memorable? Um, so there's been a lot of good ones. I know that's the politically correct answer, right? Um, but I did, I really enjoyed... They're almost around the same time, and I'm, I'm going to narrow it down to two, because <laughs> about the same time, uh, Dave Atkinson was coming out with his book, Horseshoes versus Chess, and Casey Steinbacher with her book, Relevant to Essential. So I think it was within a week or two that I, I had them both on the podcast, and they both just bring so much knowledge of a career in the industry and packaging it in a book that is so well done. Um, they they both delivered a, a ton of content in those episodes. Um, a, a, another one that I really enjoyed was with Toby Teeter from the Joplin Chamber, and he was talking about how they use social media for um, their economic development and um, employee attraction to their to the Joplin area, and that was. That was very fascinating. So they got really techy. Um, it might be more than what most people are willing to dive into, but I really enjoyed that one. Thanks for being a fan too, Justice. Appreciate it. All right. I hope you enjoyed the, uh, the chamber podcasting presentation that I did to the Nebraska Chamber Executives. It really was a blast to be able to do something like that. It was the first time that I really presented in, a, in that type of format. But definitely open to doing it for others as well. So if you have a a chamber group in your region or your state that you would like to consider having me present to, uh, feel free to reach out to me. My email address is brandon at chamberchatpodcast.com. But in the episode, or I guess in the recording of that presentation, I did reference a couple of uh, free resources, and I know I put them out there before. But I do have a free chamber podcasting guide that is accessible to, to anybody who's who wants that and really just kind of helps to chart out your first ten episodes and tells you all the, the software and you know the ins and outs of how to how to get started. But I also recently conducted a survey, a chamber podcasting survey where I reached out to many chambers who I know how to podcast to Get some insight and feedback from them about the value of podcasting to them. There's a lot of very insightful data in that. And I've referenced some of that in the presentation. But um, if you want access to either the Chamber Podcasting Guide or those survey results, you can find them at chamberchatpodcast.com slash pivot. But... um, As usual, the show notes for this episode will be found at chamberchatpodcast.com slash episode 152. And it's been a pleasure presenting this, this chamber podcasting presentation with you today. Hope you found a lot of value out of it. And even if you don't decide to make the jump into podcasting, hopefully at least opens up your mind to other ways to become an influencer among the business community in your region. So with that... I will let you go and look forward to chatting with you again next week. If you are a chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share ChamberChat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Would you be interested in creating even more value from the processes that you're already doing on a daily basis? Swipe It has been one of my sponsors for Chamber Chat from the beginning. Swipe It provides credit card payment solutions that will save your chamber up to 40% on your processing fees, and Swipe It can integrate your credit card processing seamlessly into your existing membership software. Swipe It does not charge chambers to switch, and they will make switching simple. In addition to these savings, Swipe It has an affinity program for Chambers of Commerce, so you can earn more non-dues revenue to support your budget. Learn more about Swipe It by requesting your free cost savings analysis and become more profitable today by visiting chamberchatpodcastscom cc, as in credit card. Again, that's chamberchatpodcast.com slash cc and you can join many other chambers as you begin swiping with swipe it.